The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Okay, it is someone's birthday week. <laughs> oh, brother. She does not like me. <laughs> Celebrate! You should. No, should I. I yes. Every day, of course, it's my birthday every day. Every day. So, okay. Oh. Can I share with everyone how old you're turning? Of course. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, you get to a point where you're just like, I don't care anymore. Exactly. I mean, I'm turning 32, so it's great. No. <laughs> <laughs> she wishes. She is going into her last year of her 30s. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. She's turning 39, which is. Kind of a big deal because you're going into your last year of a decade. Like you're closing mm-hmm. out an entire era. Mm-hmm. And and I just want to know from you, are you excited about it? <laughs> <laughs> My head is down. <laughs> it's, it's a weird number because 40 number. feels old. Like now I'm like an old person. I, actually, I don't really think that way, but… Just 40 feels… And I, I'm turning 39 actually. So I have a year to get to 40. But that's what's right in front of me. So 40 just feels like a big number. It sounds like a big number. But mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like the same thing of us going from our last year in our 20s to 30. Like, oh my god, it's such a big deal. Do you remember that? I Actually, I just put on my notes, 30. Yeah. Yeah. Because at 30, I was at Bestia with all my good friends, just finished having my second child, still like half nursing. I remember because like I was worried about the top. You were there that night. I remember. I had the Lady M cake that Lynch shipped from New York York. City. Mm -hmm. I had all of my closest friends at that dinner in downtown LA. And I, at that moment, I remember thinking like, my life is perfect. (laughs) But maybe you'll feel this way in when we're tomorrow? in Miami. <laughs> when we're in Miami and you're turning. Actually, no, we'll be in Miami after your birthday. Uh, but maybe yeah. tomorrow when mm-hmm. you are waking up, you're going to be like, I have everything that I've always ever imagined, wanted. ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm good. I'm good. I, I did feel that way when I turned 30. I thought, I have everything I've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm happily married. I have the two kids. We're in a good place. We're healthy. Our, our friends and family are healthy and doing well with their careers and whatever. So that, it, I just remember it feeling really good and exciting. And I just had the two little ones. And I was excited to be mom-mom. Um, I mean, this year, I, I don't know. I It definitely feels a little bit different. Um... I'm I'm slightly more cautious. I guess that's really the word, right? Like, what do you mean? Why cautious? For what? I mean, because life is still really good, obviously, and mm-hmm. everything. I mean, I'm doing a podcast with you. <laughs> You've been saying that for the past year. <laughs> you know what? It's just it's 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 like an interesting thing because the podcast to me represents, mm. I think, my future and why I'm excited about my future, and. 
being able to do something that it's outside of the house, which is something I've been wanting to do for a while, but wasn't clicking with my other projects. And then this feeling really good mm. and having to trust my self mm. having to wear the big girl pants like we talked a few episodes yeah. ago right and I think that really is that is why I'm excited going into my 39 40s because I think I'm in this chapter where like I'm wearing my pants they're a little tight but like I'm fitting into them you yeah. know and another thing that just I feel like this is why 39 is so significant is that my mother started her restaurant business at 39. Wow, I didn't know that. That's why 39 is like such a big, it just feels like a very important year to me. And I'm starting the podcast. And then my mom, you know, before that, my mom tried hairdressing, piano teacher, and she would, these were all side jobs that she was doing as a pastor's wife. And then the opportunity to do a restaurant, even though she had dreamed to do a restaurant for a very long time, at 39, it like, the opening of the first little tiny restaurant happened for her at 39 years old. Yeah. And she is now 67 and on her seventh restaurant. That's incredible. Yeah. And so <clears throat> it's been a journey of trusting myself the past yeah. the past few years and practicing that. Like, okay, I think I want this. I'm a little scared that I want it. Do I want it? Do I kind of go for it? And then maybe dipping my toe into it and then being like, oh, it's not so scary. I think I can do it. Yeah, And then little by little, building that trust in myself again, outside of the house, mm. um, to feel like I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where I am right well, now. Well, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I, I think you. that life always comes in full circle. And mm. the fact that your mom started a business at 39. It's really significant to me. Yeah. It is a significant number. And, you know, you've tried so many different things. Mm -hmm. I mean everything <laughs> <laughs> i literally sold vacuum cleaners door to door at some point in my life you did. <laughs> i did everything and i don't know maybe maybe this year something will manifest this is it is manifesting it is to manifesting me. already yeah, it is it is it is and for me it's like i'm always okay this is something that i need to work on which is like and something that i've had to train myself and still training myself to think of all that is about to come, I'm excited about, but I shouldn't be excited about just about what's about to come. It is already good right now. Mm, so yeah. naturally, I'm always like, w things are going to be great in the future. But I, I'm like, no, 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 no. It, it's great right now, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And so it is really great for you right now. It is. It is incredible. And that's why I'm like, but I want to be cautious is kind of what I was yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. because I'm like, okay, well. It's sometimes it's hard to embrace all of the goodness. Not that there isn't trials. I yeah. had a health thing last year and like there's always trials, obviously, but to hold on to the good things that are happening. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And even, even when, when, times are bad and hard. I just remember this past year going through what I went through with the separation. I I remember it being so hard, like the hardest thing I've ever had to endure. But at the same time, I was so grateful, like incredibly grateful mm. that I was able to be in the place that I was at and was able to experience what I was experiencing. And basically and have a decisions. second chance yeah. in life and have the the opportunity to be able to start over again. Right? How do you get from a place of like, I don't know, is it going to work? I don't know. I'm not going to do it. It's not worth it. it. Let's not do it. Kind of like the fear mm -hmm. creeping in to, 
exercising your confidence, exercising your instinct. Yeah. Like, how do you kind of go get there? I think people naturally think when they see me or they see other people in the space or leaders, they think that people have less fear than others mm-hmm. because they're doing all these like scary things, whether it's going through a divorce or whether it's um, starting a new business or But what I've learned, and because I'm around so many successful people and people that have been self-starters, that have gone through hardships in their life, it's not that they have less fear than anyone else. They're just, they're just willing to face the fear. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I see. They, they are okay diving into that scary place. And they 1,000% still have doubts and they 1,000% still question themselves. But they know that they will never find out until they do it. They do it, and they and then once you start doing it, and I think that's the hardest part is doing it, whatever it is. You start building up your stamina of risk tolerance, right? Of yeah. being able to trust yourself and also be willing to take those risks. Right? Yeah, I think that was hard for me because, like you said. I I have tried uh, like a variety of different things, and I continue to. It's not like it stopped. It's just evolving in different ways, like with the acting and and other creative outlets. You know, maybe like oh, okay, I'm going to use my platforms to be more influential. I think I do get in a rut. Like mm-hmm. I do feel like, but is it worth it? But why am I doing it? Like, yeah. well, what's the point? Like, why? Why? And like, I did come to a place where I'm constantly like. I'm comfortable enough where I don't feel that extra push, but within me, I'm like, but I feel like I could do more, mm. right? But but why? But then I always question my why. It's not worth it. It's not worth the stress. It's not worth the extra extra. But And then you said it right there. You said that it, it comes down to just like your gut, trusting your gut because yeah. that little voice is there. But then all of a sudden, that other voice, <laughs> which is not your voice, it's the other voice. That's like, but why? Why are you wasting yeah. your time? Like, yeah. what if What's it doesn't point? work out? Yeah. Da, 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 da. What if you fail? But the I always tell people, the first kind of feeling you get, that's your natural intuition. That's like your first okay. feeling of like, I should I should listen to. I, I should hold yes. on to that. And people will need to practice holding on to that like initial feeling, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's Doubt or excitement or whatever it is. Does it get easier as you continue to take yeah. these risks? It does get easier because yeah. now I'm so intuitive with my gut and what feels right to me. And it's really hard to explain because when you are in a place of following your gut and knowing what is right for you, there's no words that you can describe it or explain yourself. Like you can't be like, oh, X, Y, and Z. Equals da, 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 and this is why I decided to move on to this, or I decided yeah. to start this business. It's just more of like something is sitting inside of you, and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, that makes sense. I'm that like, is what it is. Mm-hmm. But then the second that you sit on it, all these other you know voices start popping. Can I up. say that's how I felt when you when we were talking about doing the podcast together? Mm. I was like, I don't really. Know. I mean, I listened to some podcasts. That's the extent of what I understood mm-hmm. about this world. But I something inside of me was like. This makes total sense. Yeah, and then I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> but, but yes, how? But, but why? Da, da, da. Wait, how? Who is doing that? Yeah, yeah. So it's like with my again tying back into something a bit more personal because I feel like this ties into not just like business and work, but also into your personal life as well. Whether it's like raising kids or you know hardships and marriages or whatever. Like for me, it was deep down inside. I'm like, this is it. Like. I know this is something I have to do, but mm-hmm. it took me a long time to 
figure out how I was going to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's just more of like, you have to be so intuitive Mm -hmm. with what your initial reaction is. Because I think that the initial reaction is what your gut is truly feeling. Mm. And once you get there, it's really easy to identify, oh, I think this is a great opportunity. Even though it sounds crazy, I think it's great. (laughs) Right? Or... You need a little crazy. A little crazy, Yeah. yeah. Or like, oh, this tactic for like my kid, that doesn't feel right. It might work for her, but it doesn't feel right. Yeah. You're probably right then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Another story going tying it back to parenting is, and I shared this story before, but for those of you that are newer, I, I forgot who it was, but it was one of my friends and she told me that she had a really hard time sleep training her her kid because she started too late. And I was like, oh, that's me too. And she's like, mm-hmm. but you know what worked for me? And she told me, and she said that she literally, like when her daughter would sleep, she would close the door because she was at the point where she could go walk and like open, open it. The door, but yeah. there's, I guess, like things that you could close the door with so they can't open it. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, like put it on a handle, like a put lock or a handle. Yeah. So she said that that worked for her kid. And when she realized that she couldn't, leave the room she would just put herself to sleep and I was like that's brilliant right (laughs) and so it's like I'm gonna do that Mm. so like the whole room is her crib almost yeah Mm -hmm. so this is by the time when Chloe was able to like climb out of her crib and then like we also had a mattress for her on the floor because Mm -hmm. if she didn't want to go back into the crib she could sleep on on the mattress we did that too like Montessori style yeah and so I was like that's brilliant because she's Chloe's not sleep trained and she keeps walking out of the room but she needs to know she needs to stay in there so I bought the thing and something didn't feel right for Mm -hmm. me I don't know what it was I just felt like it was at least for my kid it just didn't feel right because you felt like you were like locking her in yeah yes but I was so tied to the fact that it worked wonderfully for my friend so I was like I just gotta keep doing I just gotta keep doing it and I did it for like a few weeks and still till this day it's my biggest regret with Chloe Mm -hmm. because she has become so traumatized about being left alone in a room now mm. because she's older, right? Yeah. When I was doing, she was about, I think, three, three or four. Mm-hmm. So she remembers all these things. And psychologically, if she was like, oh, like, I'm, am I going to be left in the room by myself? Like, and every kid is different. But mm. I was so stuck on the fact that it worked so well for my friend. Yeah. And but in my gut, I was like, "This isn't right. This yeah. isn't right." And yeah. now I'm dealing with the consequences, which is like, I cannot leave Chloe in the room by herself at oh, seven years old. Right? She still like has she that still kind ha- of connection. I know. We we have strategies around it now, which yeah. is the reason why we got a bunk bed. Okay. And oh, sister, she can sleep with sister. Yeah. Her little sister puts Chloe to sleep because mm-hmm. <laughs> little sister loves putting Chloe to sleep mm-hmm. and just comforting her. But that that is an example of. Trusting your gut no matter what anyone else says. and But back then, I didn't know. And I think that's a, a problem with a lot of new parents is yeah. that you read the books, you listen to what works for all of your friends, but then you still don't feel right about it. Yeah. Then that's probably right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And t- trusting your own intuition. Yeah. And also, like, now that you can look back in hindsight, it's also good to just be really gracious with parents because when you are a first-time parent, maybe you are making these choices that maybe affect your child. But I think that's also okay because yeah. we all do these things. I have, for me, it was similar with the, I, when you were saying, telling your story, I was remembering, 
I did the cry out method for my child, mm. like where you leave in the in the crib and then they cry until they fall themselves to sleep or yeah. soothe themselves to sleep. And obviously I had such a mother, it was just like my body was did not want that to happen, obviously, because naturally if your child is crying, you want to go and confront them. them. Yeah. Right. But I did it again because I read the books and they were like, this is what happens. It takes 10 days. Just get through the 10 days and then everything will be fine. And and actually, I did do it with my first child. Actually, he's a pretty good sleeper, to be honest. The method probably did work, but I did not repeat it with my daughter. Mm. And because by baby number two, I was more attuned to my instincts, my motherly instincts. And I knew that that was not what I wanted to do with my child. Mm. And and it's so interesting that you say that you have regrets from the lock thing. Because I think one of the lessons is to like own your gut and your instinct and then not have the regret. I think that's a better place to be. I think it's better to make a quote unquote mistake or it takes you longer to figure something out, but then you have no regrets versus doing something because everyone else is doing it and then you regret it. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think when you follow your instinct, then even though if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, then I I would imagine there's a little bit less regret versus me doing something not out of my comfort level, but because someone else is doing it and then severely regretting it after, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. So I think I that's th- a really good lesson. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, if you're a new parent listening to this, new mom especially, you got to be gracious to yourself and forgiving of yourself because you're going to make mistakes and you're learning something new. You have no idea what the heck you're doing. Yeah. And what works for one family or one parent or your friend that's a new parent may not work for you and you just have to remember that yeah i wish somebody would have told me that at the beginning mm-hmm. because it took me a second child i think for me to mm-hmm. to listen to my gut it just yeah. took i don't know why it just i mean I, I know why it's because with my first child everything is so new you're so overwhelmed you're exhausted and you have no idea what you're doing um and it took a second child to really trust my instinct trust my gut yeah and i think the motherly instinct is always there but as i mentioned earlier it just takes a minute yeah to practice it maybe to to really see it and be able to identify what you're truly feeling and to listen to that feeling and follow that feeling yeah and i think it just for me just took practice like little things i'm like i'm not going to do the cryout method with my with my second child Mm -hmm. i'm going to co-sleep with her till the day she's ready to not sleep with me yeah that was a way longer process for sure Mm -hmm. but i have no regrets not even an inch of regret that i did that yeah yeah you know that works for you yes of course and you know everyone should feel like they don't have to explain themselves you know like everyone if that's the decision that you made for your family that's your decision and that's fine yeah right yeah whereas like with my son who i did do the cry method with him and then i i I did regret it Mm, yeah kind of like what you're saying about the lock in the door that you put for your child so i have the opposite experience with chloe i didn't do cry it out at all and then we realized after like year three we're still not sleeping that's mm-hmm. when we're like okay we got to do something about it. that's when we did the lock mm-hmm. so i was like oh crap like should i have done the cry it out method but with my second colette we did the cry it out method mm-hmm. and it worked for her mm-hmm. and we were sleeping by like month two and then now still to this day she is the best sleeper mm-hmm. and so this is just a prime example of like do i 
like everyone has different experiences. I don't yeah. regret doing Cried Out with Colette. Mm. It worked out wonderfully for her. And then for you, but I you do had have regrets. Experience. Right, exactly. Yeah. But I think okay. the lesson is actually that I didn't follow my instinct. Mm. It's not that it's not actually about whether I did the cry out or not the cry out. It's just that I did the cry out against my instinct. Uh, and that's what I regret. Yeah. That's where I'm like, oof. Yeah. Motherly instinct, that's strong. It's so and it's so clear. I feel like it's very clear. Very it's, clear. It's part of nature. It's animalistic. It's just calling you at every turn. And I think it's really good to be still and listen to it and not doubt it. And I think also having and I know it's really hard to find these moments, especially as a new parent. You're just like on the go and you're not sleeping and you, you're barely even having like time to eat for yourself. Mm -hmm. But just like practicing a little bit of a moment of silence, even if it's just for like three minutes. Just like having that moment, whether it's like hiding in the bathroom <laughs> or after the kids. The closet, the pantry, it's my place. Whatever it yep. is. And for me now, obviously the kids are a little older. I mean, three, not too old, but three and seven. So I still have my mornings where I am able to wake up before them. And it's just like 15 minutes to myself. And I'm able to really listen to my intuition mm. then because mm. then I could kind of recap. I try not to make decisions rash, like just on like on the spur either because I used to do that a lot. So I will, I will hear all the things that happened to me like the day before, all the decisions that I have to make. And then the next morning I'll wake up and I'll just like reassess how I feel about them. And then I'll kind of be able to really- More clarity. Have more clarity yeah. and listen to my intuition. So I think, again, I know how hard it is to find silence, but yeah. it's really important to be, even if it's in your car, like sitting in your car is self-care. Sitting in your car alone is self-care without the kids. With it coffee, is. okay? It is. <laughs> so just being able to sit in front of your house once the kids are down and be in your car and no one bothers you. Like just find those places where and you I can do that. And I think that's actually really important because it develops. It, it, it starts to give you small moments to develop trusting your instinct and yourself yeah. and listening to what is really happening and why did you react this way? Why did I lose my temper by 9 a.m.? Why are the kids driving me crazy today, but not yesterday? All of that, I think, is part of like, if you are open to it, if you're open to working on yourself and developing this intuition that we're trying to talk about, it's hard to like put a name around it. Exactly. But I think that is part of it. Like you say, like sitting still and like taking time to analyze and think about it and reflect on it. And then I don't know what happens to me is like, then I don't, then I'm just doing, I'm making the decisions without, Thinking about it so much. Yeah. I don't know. Cause yeah, maybe because yeah, yeah. you're practicing more and being more thoughtful about it. Then like if I send them to this school versus that school, it's just going to, it's going to feel fine. It's going to be okay. It's going to, it's not going to matter. Yeah. And let me also kind of go back and say maybe a moment of silence is not for everyone. Cause I, I'm at, I go back and forth on this. Sometimes silence for me, I just needed to like have clarity and clear my mind, but actually where my real decisions and real solid decisions that I make are usually on my Peloton. Oh, well, you're I'm sweating like, it out. I'm uh -huh. sweating it out and I'm just like processing everything and I'm just like on the go and like all this blood is flowing and I'm able to really have my clar my clarity during those moments as well. So again, let me kind of backtrack and say, you don't have to have 
every it will look different for everyone. Yeah. If, if it's like meditation, if it's yeah. a prayer, if it's your Peloton. Sometimes for me, also another strategy that I do, and this is just my personality, when I feel overwhelmed and there's so much coming at me. Like for instance, I was in New York for Fashion Week, and I had to make some really big decisions, and I just felt like this overwhelming sense of just I just couldn't think. Like no control. Okay. I have no con- and and I had to give my team notes on all these things. But when I was looking at them, I was like, I, I don't even know where to start. There's so much I need to fix here. Like, I don't even know where to start. So mm. I took a nap. I took like mm-hmm. a, an hour nap. Mm-hmm. And I think when I, for me personally, when I'm napping, it's probably not a real sleep. It's processing. Like I'm processing mm. what- Your system is downloading yeah, everything. Yeah, it's downloading everything. And then I'm probably subconsciously thinking of a solution without even realizing it. Uh-huh. So when I wake up, not that I'm like, I have the answer. I'm more of like... <laughs> it's like a full-blown matrix scene yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like, okay, all right, let, let, let's tackle this, you know? Okay. And so I think going back, it's not about just silence. It's about just having your strategy in place of, mm-hmm. okay, what do I need in order to make these like decisions or listen to my intuition. Actually, just that alone is part of this concept of knowing yourself and trusting your gut, right? Yeah. Like knowing how you, ha- what you need to do to get to a place where you can do this, where yes. you can practice or you can be aware that you need to process or like just connect with yourself. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That takes time too, to understand whether it's by mm. silence or running or sleeping or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a it's huge so one. important. And once you know what works for you. Yeah. Every time you get to that place where you have to make a decision, you're just like, hold up, I just need to do this. And it just becomes a lot easier in yeah. that sense, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, new parents, again, I know it's really hard and challenging, but just having like that one one strategy yeah. that you can go to every time you're feeling overwhelmed, I think will be very, very really helpful. helpful. Even if it's like a walk around the block, whatever it is. But yeah. should we take a lunch break? Yeah. Merrill is celebrating International Women's Day throughout the entire month of March by encouraging women to get outside. Fresh air and movement can be self-care in its most pure form. Merrill wants every woman to sh- Merrill wants every woman to show some self-love this month by spending their me time out. Merrill wants every woman to show some self-love this month by spending their me time outdoors. Merrill has a wide selection of shoes perfect for this, including our favorites, the Antora, the Bravada, and the Siren Edge. All of them are incredibly lightweight and have great traction for even the trickiest of hikes. All of them are incredibly lightweight and have great traction for even the trickiest of hikes. These styles are perfect for celebrating International Women's Month as all three were designed with the unique shape of a woman's foot in mind. All three hiking shoes are made as sneakers as well, so the transition from street to the trail is seamless. Whether you walk, run, or hit the trails, Merrill is here to celebrate you this month by focusing on how less can be more simply by getting outside. In the spirit of celebrating women worldwide, we also heard a little rumor that Merrill is launching an awesome hike club later this season to show how women take it to the trails. We can't wait to learn more and are keeping our eyes on Merrill.com while also shopping for our outdoor gear there. Okay, so we're going into our lunch break right now. Hello, lunch break. So... 
I have something, but I don't have it in front of me. So I'm just going to share with you my new discovery. And tell me more. So I adopted drinking, mm-hmm. as you know. I do know. I mean, I, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, I never drank before when I was married just because I had no interest, mm-hmm. right? No interest at all. I was always just drinking water or soda. <laughs> but now that I'm, you know, loosening up a little bit and learning how to live, like I do have a drink or two. And I have to tell you, I'm not, I don't have high tolerance at all. Sorry, you have much high, much more of a tolerance than I do. So when I've been traveling, I always have like a glass or two a night or maybe every other night. It depends on what I have to do the next morning. But I get hungover really easily. And that's why I don't like drinking. Yeah. Are you drinking wine mostly? Depends. But yeah, I do prefer wine, but wine does have that effect sometimes, which is like, I don't know. Yeah. So I got my assistant, Jessica. She found these really awesome zinc or not zinc, charcoal uh tablets. Mm. Have you had charcoal tablets before? I have not, but I have heard of them. And they're miracle workers. Are they? Okay. they're not like a special brand. It's just like she got them from Whole Foods and it's like a charcoal tablet. What what does it do exactly? So I take one before, and I don't know if I'm doing this right, but I take one before I drink, mm-hmm. like maybe an hour before, and then I also down it with like a whole bottle of water so I'm hydrated. Mm-hmm. And then I drink, and then the next morning I take another tablet, and I'm fine. Oh, okay. Given that like I'm only drinking like a glass or two, yeah. right? Yeah. So I've been I've been carrying these charcoal pills everywhere. Okay. Well, glad they're helping. Yeah. So, I, but what does it do exactly? I like, what know. is it supposed to? Like, I should probably know this. No, I mean, whatever. But I have no idea. So if it's helping, it's helping. <laughs> when you get hungover, is it like headaches? I'm just or like groggy, just fogginess. Fogginess, yeah. just slower. And you know, with the speed of the work that I do, I have to be like on it. So I just can't be hungover, and I just can't be slow. So, have you found like a wine that you love? Or not no. yet. Yeah, you're still just experimenting. I'm like experimenting. And, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm so easy. Yeah. No, as yeah. long as it tastes somewhat good. Do you I like know. red or whites? I prefer whites because okay. I like sweeter. But yeah. I know I know red sometimes yeah. is better for you, right? No, you like no. what you like. They're both bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So what do you have for lunch? Well, talking about bad, I have chocolate chip cookies. You want some? Oh, yeah. We love, where'd you get them from? Um, Lazy Acres is my my place to go. These are called Bakeology, and Ooh. they're actually a local like LA lady that makes them, and they are delicious. They are vegan and gluten free, and I don't I, like vegan sweets. You have not tried Bakeology, okay? And they're coconut oils, so they have just better ingredients. You know, gluten free, so they don't have the flour. And they're like mini size. So, you know, you can have a few and just be happy. Is there really a benefit of eating a vegan chocolate chip cookie versus a chocolate chip cookie? Is it just all mental it's just, thinking that like... Just feel better, okay, Chris? You're just <laughs> mentally thinking that you're being healthier when in fact... You're not. You're not. Because there's still a ton of sugar in it. I mean, I get it if you're allergic <laughs> to certain ingredients. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm like, I could eat anything. But let's give this a try. I want to try it. That's because you're not 40. <laughs> I'm not too far off, okay? I I, uh, I am turning 37 this year. That should be on my list. Weeks. Here, try it. Okay. Gonna give this vegan chocolate chip cookie a try. They're not they're not vegan-y tasting. They're not. They're they a little more a crumbly. Little bit more crumbly and yeah. a little bit more oily mm. because I think it's probably from the coconut oil. Because mm-hmm, it doesn't but dissolve. They taste really good. They're yummy. 
Hey, you know how some vegan stuff you could have that aftertaste? Mm-hmm. That like mildewy taste. I'm sorry. Really good. Okay. I'll I, buy them. I think they're pretty good. Actually, I think they're really them. good. They're really good, actually. Yeah. I so initially I didn't love the crumbly the way it breaks the crumbliness because that's not I'm used to more of like a chewy chocolate chip cookie. But after a while, there's something like really fun and like addicting about it. You guys have it's to try it. Like, it would be really yummy mm-hmm. sprinkled on top of ice cream. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's crumbly. More of like a, yeah. Mm-hmm. More of like a crumble. So it's so good. Okay, I you guys have to try these, it. Bacology. I still question the vegan part. I'm like, why am I eating vegan chocolate chip <laughs> It's all again? mental, okay? I just want to feel better about eating cookies all day. All right, whatever. Whatever helps you mentally. <laughs> Can you guys believe that we're already a few months into the year of 2022? I mean, the time flies by so fast. And one of my goals this year was to really spend more time together as a family doing hands-on projects to create more memories together. Our family did some light goal setting in the beginning of the year to do more fun activities. And I have to say that we're actually meeting those goals and I'm so proud of us. More than ever before, my time is so precious with the girls and I want to make sure that we're creating fun and memorable memories together and something that we can all share. And that is why I'm so thankful for our KiwiCo subscription because they literally send you in a box something that you can do as a family or your child can do with a little bit of your help. With KiwiCo subscription, your child can discover something new all year long. Kids can discover the engineering and mechanics behind every object, the science and chemistry of cooking, geography and culture from new cultures, and brand new art and design techniques, all through some seriously fun hands-on projects. We just recently did the KiwiCo Marble Timer, and it was so much fun for Chloe and I to do it together. Well, she did most of it, and I helped her here and there. We constructed a marble-powered mechanism that helps keep Time. We experimented with the timer and designed new paths to help the marbles run faster, slower, and everything in between. Chloe's favorite part was watching the marbles go. Her face just lit up. Then we used our mechanism to time ourselves while creating colorful dip dye wood art. It was really, really fun. This was Chloe's, I think, like 10th crate. I mean, we lost track at this point. We've done so many crates. She's been really into science and chemistry, and it's actually her favorite subject in school. And it's really been great to support her love for science. We just got the KiwiCo astronaut crate, and we'll be trying that out next. Your child can get super cool, hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered right to your door every single month. They'll be so excited to see these arrive in the mail. The day the box arrives will be their favorite day. Trust me. And as a busy parent, I get it. It can be so hard to find creative ways to keep your child busy and challenged. KiwiCo does a legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There's something for kids of all ages. There's no commitment so you can pause or cancel at any time. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills all year long. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code BUMO. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. 
I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. What is the one thing that you really just valued from this past year? I think trusting myself. And it sounds so cheesy because everybody says that, but I think everybody comes to it at a different time of their life. Yeah. Like really trusting my gut and intuition and being allowed to follow that instinct. Mm. And for me, it started in motherhood, actually. Before that, I just, I kind of didn't really have it. It sounds weird, but like I just kind of did what I was supposed to do. Mm. But through motherhood, it gave me little moments to practice and be like you were saying earlier, like maybe I'm not going to do that, even though it works for my friend or it worked for my mom. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. And you know what? It's fine. I don't have to be scared about it that I'm doing something my own way. Mm. And I think those little moments built my confidence so much so that when you asked me to do the podcast, I was like, let's go for it, girl. I love that. I think that has been a culmination of of what I've been working on the past decade while I've been at home most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that it feels really good and that I'm excited for the next decade that's coming. And if you're somebody that is struggling, like if you have something that you're writing, but you don't want to publish it or you have something you want to go for and you're feeling like it's stupid and it's like no one's going to care about it, I think I think just let that go. Yeah. Yeah. I think just, I think that really is it for me. And again, it sounds so cheesy and cliche because everybody talks about it, but it's true. There, Everybody has to experience that within their journey. And for me, it's happening this year. I mean, I think as you get older, you realize that these cliches are cliches for a reason <laughs> because they're actually really true. And important, yeah. And important. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would say that from trusting your intuition to to continuing to listen to yourself and be able to trust yourself, it is a confidence booster. It is, mm. it be, it allows you to trust yourself yeah. and, and go for it. And go for it. Yeah. So I, I think like also like, you become really confident too. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, you've always been, but like more so with like what you want. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I, I think so too. It's like a deeper le- understanding of confidence within myself. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and I think yeah. when you're a stay-at-home mom too, Chris, like, you kind of like, not like is this it, but like, it's because actually I'm so grateful that I got to stay home and do most of that mm-hmm. myself or my children. I'm, I'm so grateful. I feel like it was a huge privilege. But certain things, I started to lose confidence in other aspirations. Like, can I do that? Is that something or I can am do? Am I allowed to do am that? Am I allowed to yeah. do that? Is that something? Why would I even do that yeah. if I'm so happy at home? Like, it this feels good. Like, why break out of practicing these little moments that built my confidence and really my intuition was the… Com- then the podcast was the culmination of all of that coming together. Yeah. 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 That's incredible. I'm so excited for you now and for what's to come at 39. What, what are you looking most forward to? Not giving a shit. No <laughs> Leap. Yeah, no. I, um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, not limiting myself. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I never was the type to limit myself. I mean, I came from Guatemala by myself thinking I was going to be in television, right? Like, that's obviously like a very ambitious sort of thing. But somewhere I think I lost it. And so it's it's good to have it back. Yeah. I think 
I think that's a gift when you're able to, <clears throat> not just a gift because I think you have to practice it, but once you realize that you have everything, you you have everything that it, it takes for you to do what you want and mm-hmm. how you want to feel. Like you just have to own up to that. And yeah. like, as you said, not give up, leap. For me, that was what it was too this past year. It's like, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. It doesn't matter how they think. It, As long as you're focused on you, mm-hmm. everyone else will be taken care of and it, it will all work out. And so I, I love that you're really just owning up to what you want, right? Yeah. Because I think you've always been in the mentality for a very long time and a lot of new parents, new moms especially, is what does my family need from me? What do my kids need from me? Which is important and natural, but then along the way you lose yourself and you lose and you forget. Or you question why you would want more. Yeah. Yeah. And you forget that you had your own identity and you had wants and wishes, but you kind Mm -hmm. of just like forget about them. And you're like, that's not a big deal, but coming to yourself again and validating like and being okay with your wants and dreams and aspirations and not feeling guilty about it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. A lot of that, yeah. 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 So, That's good. I'm excited for this next decade. Well, I'm excited to go along the ride with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that you guys will go and wish Mama Son <laughs> a very happy birthday on her Yeah, that would be lovely. That would make her day our day. And let us know what topics you guys want us to cover next. That is always helpful for us when we're recording. And leave us a DM. Hit us up on stories. Anything. We love hearing from you guys. All right. With that said, have a great week and see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. 